Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Budo Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday, wherever you are. We are going to get into a topic that we were actually discussing this week because we actually been playing with some jujitsu recently. Yes. And we've been getting tapped out on the regular. <laughs> right. <laughs> like tap happy. I just, I'm a tapper. I just like, <laughs> yeah. And we were actually talking a little bit about knowing when to tap, you know, like knowing when to surrender, knowing when to, when are you done? Like when are you, yeah. When is it like, okay, I, checkmate, you, you know, I'm out, you mm-hmm. know? And I know that I try to fight I want to, no, I'm not, I'm not tapping. I'm not, but then you're like, oh shit, this is going to break. Right. <laughs> and if you look at the UFC, they have refs in place to make sure that it doesn't go too far. So when you're sparring and you're doing your jujitsu and you're rolling, like you're responsible for that decision, right? You can't yes. like, you can't leave it up to chance, no. right? No. He's not going to know when your arm's going to break. Right. So knowing when to tap, and knowing when to retreat in order to live another day or fight another battle, mm-hmm. right? Because let's take jujitsu for example. All right, I'm too egoic and too high on my pride to just deal with the fact that I'm in an armbar and I can't get out. And I'm going to try to fight through it till the last second and all of a sudden, boom, I yeah. strain my arm, I yeah. hurt myself. Yeah. You're out for months. Right. Months. Yeah. And that sucks. And you're you you're affecting your progress. Whereas if I tapped, and then went and fixed my game, and figure out why that's happening all the time, or like tried to make some adjustments, mm-hmm. you're improving. You're you're going to advance. Mm-hmm. It's like warfare, right? You can't you you have to know when to retreat. Like everybody was always like. Are retreating such a bad thing? Like no, never give up, never surrender. It's in in sometimes if you know that you're going to sacrifice your whole army at that day because you were not prepared for battle, knowing to retreat at that time is the right move, and it allows you to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's kind of like the rope a dope too, right? Where you know you're just eating it, oh, boom, boom, boom. But this guy's getting tired. How many of the greatest fighters have pulled that off? Right, yeah. where it's just like they just boom, getting hammered, and he, and they're feeling like it's all, it's gonna be over, it's gonna be over. And then they unleashed their reserves, yeah, and just bam, bam, bam. Little little do they know that they're just boom, waiting, waiting, waiting. Aha. Yeah. We were watching one with uh, in the UFC where. This guy was the submission grappling uh, champion. And he went in and was the heavy favorite against yeah. this other guy. And went in there and threw the guy in this arm triangle. Was squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And they're fighting. And it was looking like it was a one-sided beating. But after that round, round two and three, it was a whole another story. Because yeah. the guy just... Gassed out. Yeah. Yeah. And... Knowing when, I guess there's two sides of it. Knowing when to tap and knowing when the right time to put it all on the line is yes. stick your neck out, yeah, right? Exactly. Because even in boxing, if you go too heavy, too hard, mm-hmm. like that's a that's a dangerous moment. It's a game, right? And yeah. you got to be strategic about it. One thing I find about the reluctance to to tap is it's it's a form of giving giving up right and we usually associate oh yeah he gave up you know Mm. 
quitter. Right. You know, like it's, it's this connotation of you don't have what it takes, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think part of ego is like, I do, I do. I'm not going to fucking care. But that can be a liability. Cause it's a fine balance, right? Cause there's a lot of people who give up too soon. Right. Right. They feel a little bit of pressure and like, okay, I'm out. Get me out of here. Like, yeah. I don't like, I'm this uncomfortable. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. So where's the balance between that? Right. Because you don't want to go too far. Yeah. And completely uh, tap out and be, or like completely get mm-hmm. out of the game. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to tap out too early when there's so much left in yeah. you to, to give. Right. And the same for business too, right? How many businesses have we run where we don't want to give up? We don't want to quit, even though they never worked out. And the, and when we look back, we're like, yeah, you know, I probably should have listened to the tea leaves a little more and tapped sooner. You know, I would have had, I know for me personally, I would have a lot more reserves stacked if I would have just listened to the market. And, but then again, there's this fine line because do you want to stop digging three feet from gold? Right. Because you could be exhausted and you're, you're, you know, using that analogy, you're a gold, you're, mm-hmm. and nothing, you're not finding anything, you're not finding anything. And you're like, you know what? This isn't even worth it anymore. Right. And little, and you know, I'm going to sell this property because there's no gold on it. And then another guy picks up the shovels like, shit, this guy was three feet away from the biggest gold reserve mine in the world. And how many stories do you hear of that, right? Yeah. It's, it, it it's a little bit off of intuition. Mm-hmm. You have to be intuitive to, the fact of like it and i guess you have to rely on that gut feeling because you can't really go off of what other people say what other people have done yeah because giving up too soon is in my opinion sometimes worse than getting dying on your sword good call right like could you imagine the feeling of being that the gold rush guy like what you would feel like if you, if they said Man, you were three feet away from being this, from finding your treasure. Your yes. Like that would just be crushing. And the reverse, like imagine that guy dig for the rest of his life. If he enjoyed what he was doing, like he liked, he liked digging, maybe that's yeah, okay. Right. Right. And that's actually funny that you say that because when I look at the businesses that I kept go, kept pushing on, even though the traction was clearly not there. I enjoyed the hunt. Yeah. I enjoyed the hustle. I enjoyed screwing around and throwing, hey, this might work. That might work. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, let's try that. And little did I know, I was learning so much and every single lesson gets stacked on each other and brick by brick before you know it, things do start working because you've gone to war, you've got the tribal knowledge, you've got all of the lessons and the learnings that are only going to be revealed by those that go blaze the trail. Mm -hmm. You can read this shit in a book, but it's not going to sink in until you've actually lived it and learned the lesson for yourself. You can tell someone who's 14 not to get drunk as hell because a hangover is really bad. Right. And though I will guarantee you no 14 year old that is like, oh, I'm going to go drink some beer. Has Oh, I remember. I remember yes. my parents told me that this hangover thing is really bad, so I'm not going to do it. They need to learn the lesson themselves where they're puking out the side <laughs> of a taxi. <right? laughs> and I feel like life is kind of set up like that. Like, yes, you can learn. I know I've listened. 
How many times have you heard something a thousand times, but until it actually showed up in your life, it didn't become real? One of the biggest things that I remember that is exactly to this point was back in grade school or even like, you know, junior high or whatever. This person sat me down and was like, okay, there's this thing called investing. Now, if you put money away, it will compound over time. And then when you're older, you're going to have a lot of it. And you're just like, yeah, okay, cool, cool story. story, bro. Uh, right. <laughs> Great. Zero. Right. <laughs> like, you're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. It's like, I'm going to be a millionaire anyway. So like, yeah. go screw yourself. Yeah. And then you get older. You're like, if I would have just done this, right. It would have been so yeah. simple. Yep. Like if I would have cut out this and instead put it here, mm-hmm. I would have had a mountain saved up already. That's it. Yeah. So I feel like having to learn lessons by getting out there and, and trying things and being brave, being a warrior that puts themselves in discomfort voluntarily, mm-hmm. you're often met with support. The universe has this really weird way of conspiring to help those that do want to go and subject themselves voluntarily to adversity in the name of service. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the trick, though, because I've been in a business that failed. And when you are in a situation and you can't see that, like, it's the battle is lost, like you've lost the battle. You need to, exactly what you were talking about, the universe conspiring, the universe is also going to tell you, like, there's no out here, bro. Mm. There's no out. Yeah, like, right. You need to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the the longer you prolong that feeling, the longer you fight against nature, the universe, everything the tea leaves, whatever you mm-hmm, want to call mm-hmm. it, the more risk you put it yourself in. Right. Let's take business, for example. You are in a business, and this could be relevant for a lot of business owners right now. You are in a business, and you are just seeing that the climate, the environment, all signs, your team, everything is pointing to a a loss, a negative. And the only thing keeping you in the game is just like, I'm going to fight against this. That's the only thing. And you keep fighting by double leveraging your house, your mortgage. You double down on that. You go get a loan from this person. You go extract more money from family and friends to try to throw into this problem that you're hoping is going to fix, but you have no change in strategy. You're just hoping to hold on. That can affect your livelihood as an entrepreneur in the future. Like you not, you may not only lose the battle, you might lose the war. You might put yourself into such a detriment financially that you can't get out to be an entrepreneur again. You're never going to be able to lend money. You're never going to have trust with the angel investors again. You're never going to be able to get on your feet easily. Whereas if you're like, okay, I'm at this point, I'm going bank right now. Like I'm going to just call it. And if I got to go BK right now, that's it. I'll I'll leverage. I'll just leverage my loss right here. But at least at that point, you're still in the fight. And if you love entrepreneurship, 
you can still go back in the game. Mm -hmm. So being able to decipher that moment in time, whether you should be pushing through or just rebuilding and then coming after it again, it's a hard, it's a Especially when it's your baby. Yes. Your life is, how many people's lives, life savings, means of providing for their family how many people small business owners that have gotten crushed by lockdowns have gotten crushed by no traffic by gotten crushed by no travel Mm -hmm. no tourism no like uh, my heart goes out to every single one of you because this has to be the most painful experience that you could possibly go through. And I also want you to know that both Kyle and I have gone through this. 100. We have been grown men brought to our knees crying because of the, the pain that, that of failure, of loss. Can't of, get out of bed. Of, of swinging and missing and getting screwed and things not working out. So we know we we're not just sending our condolences. We know what this is like and Mm -hmm. it is not easy. It is not easy. In fact, for us, it's been the most pivotal moments in our life. hundred percent. It's what built a character to who we're at. And looking back, going back in time, going through those things, they were some of the most powerful things that propelled us forward into into doing the things that we are now. Into exactly. this mindset yes. that we talk, into the entrepreneurial yes. way that we do, into how we run business. Without those things, we couldn't have had what we have right now. Without being broke, both you and I coming off of back-to-back losses, mm-hmm. Budo Brothers wouldn't exist. Yes. Reason being, we literally started because we didn't have capital we had to get scrappy we had to we had a thousand dollars to play with and that was hard to get that was hard to get it was hard to get a thousand bucks let's put let's start this business for a thousand bucks and guess what that's going to turn us into the scrappiest entrepreneurs in the game because we cannot hire any videographer social media we have to learn how to build the website we have to learn how to edit videos and then before you know it our weakest link becomes our strongest asset the weakest link in the inability and the lack of reserves because we got depleted right mm-hmm. we didn't have anything we turned that into an asset that is going to serve us for the rest of our lives and why is that it's because we looked at this from day one as an opportunity to learn new skills learn how to do e-commerce, learn how to do social media, learn how to email market, learn how to edit videos. All of these things which are now valuable skill sets in this new digital economy. Yeah. And no, not many people out there would, would admit to this or even say this on their own podcast, but there could be a day where Budo Brothers doesn't exist, right? Absolutely. We are not in control of the future. We are not in control of the marketplace. We are not in control of customers. We are not in control of lawsuits. We're not in control of anything. Yeah. We just know that what we're doing feels good. And the more we do it, the more educated we get, the more people we serve. That is what we double down on. 
because we've had those losses, we know. I, I, let's. I, I'm going to paint a picture because it's kind of in my mind. I don't know where it came from. Imagine a knight just riding into the darkness, and they've got this giant lantern, and as they're riding, the lantern's illuminating everything behind them making it crystal clear but they don't know what's in front of them it could be a cliff it could be a pasture it could be paradise you have no idea of what is in front of you so when you look backwards at it all crystal clear everything of course it happened that way of course you should of course this is what you should have done of course you should have started this but when you're moving at a full clip mm -hmm. into the darkness it's mm -hmm. scary as hell yes. and you have no idea what you're going to run into right and the only thing that you can have faith in is your ability to respond to situations right and that needs to be trained just like martial arts just like any new skill just like any new art it is an asset that can be trained your ability to respond and adapt and cultivate a mindset that is conducive to perpetual growth that is a hack that no matter what happens you're going to take the input you're going to go with the flow and turn the output into something that elevates you that elevates the people around you and that is why successful people thrive in chaos that is why successful people continually build steps in which progress higher and higher and before they know it they don't even realize we don't even realize how far we've become we still feel like you and i are just fucking around right with budo brothers right? Are, right? Yeah. And, and we are we're having fun and and, and we don't want to break that we don't want to grow so big that we can't do the what we're doing yeah you know and if you look at a kid, right, how they learn, they just go after it. And let's take walking, for example. They will stumble around, bump into things, crash on the ground, roll around, but they just keep on going. And every, like, they figure it out. People learn to walk without, like, you don't understand mm -hmm. English. <laughs> but the interesting part about learning to walk, falling is required. Yeah. If you don't fall, you will not build the balance. And that's what's so amazing about the human machine. It requires failure to learn. Fail is an acronym. First action in learning. F-A-I-L. That, if you keep that as a mindset, when you, meet, when you learn that in order to walk, I have to fall. In order to gain balance, I need to understand what it's like to be off balance. Because then the brain is all of a sudden wired. Whoa, if you start leaning, little trickle and course correct. And bam, you stay up. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you, the biggest liability is someone that has never failed. Right. To think that shit's easy. And to go in and just walk and never fall, to not know what it's like to be brought to your knees and touch the bottom of the pool, yeah. that is a huge liability. And I will never go into business with anyone that hasn't fallen flat on their face. Fact. Yeah. And a lot of business people say the same. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that's a good place to leave it, Buddha Brothers Challenge. All right. I think for this one, 
we touched on a lot in this episode. Yes. And I really want to challenge everyone who's listening to this episode to really key in on that acronym. Mm. First action in learning. And to look at the areas where you're scared of failing and flip that script into an opportunity to learn. And the fail is, yes, it's a fail. It didn't work. But the gift, because you tried, because you busted out the machete and tried to hack down a new trail that has not been traveled, you might have not got to the destination, but in the journey, you've unlocked some new knowledge that, and again, none of this shit is going to make sense until it's in the rear view. But try to train, train it. Train that failure is actually a good thing. It's, I know it goes against a lot of your instincts, but not being afraid of it and actually welcoming the lessons and taking whatever input, converting it into a valuable output, that is a recipe for success. And I think as a martial artist, if you are the king or queen in your dojo, like you're the alpha, go put yourself into a bigger pond or bigger place where you are not able to win every match that you train. Or if you don't train or spar, put yourself into a situation. Go try jujitsu. Yeah. Get tapped. Yeah. Go try boxing for the first time get, get hit in smoked. the face yeah like put yourself into a position where it's safe to fail yes and i feel like that is so budo yeah budo the warrior's way the way of the warrior you willingly putting yourself in going through adversity you know challenge putting it out there putting it on the line learning and that that outbound will equal an inbound, right? What yeah. that output brings in an input. And that that I feel is such a hack. So that's the challenge. Boom. Take it. Whatever happens in your life, welcome the challenges and figure out how you can learn from them. We will see you next week. Don't forget to join our email list and follow us on all the social media yes, things. More product drops. And FYI, if you've wondered why we've been sold out so often, it's because the email list gets first dibs on everything we drop. And there's also a very new and innovative thing we're trying don't let the I'll cat just, out of the bag i'll just say it's nifty <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> nifty mm -hmm. okay yeah, until me. next week all right catch you then